I got something to talk about. This world is messed up and crazy. How I'm supposed to know? How I'm supposed to show? Afraid you see me, then afraid you let me go. Somebody paid me the way. I'm just trying to grow. Start a fire, let them see the smoke. Angel wings in the streets of gold. Loose change, gotta pay the toll. And it's a rocky road. They try to tell you to stop. They don't want you at the top of the spot. You gotta take you it. Gotta take you it. gotta make it. You gotta break it, chains. Gotta break it, chains. Uh, you gotta break them chains. You gotta break them chains. Uh, you gotta break them chains. You gotta break them chains. You gotta break them. my wide open usually on my own I've, I've got some great guests been hitting me up and wanting to join it so um never against having company and and so we got you here now and jamie jarvis yes, robin's team go ahead and introduce yourself and let's go yeah my name is jamie jarvis uh if you want to see me on instagram it's jamie j-a-i-m-e-l jarvis and uh yeah like you said i work for tony i worked for tony just over two years now i'm 28 years old went to my first tony robbins event when i was 13 did the whole firewalk did everything um since then i've been to over 12 of tony's events so i've kind of been baptized in the tony robbins lifestyle drink right. the kool-aid whatever you want to call it yeah um but yeah, and then recently I just went through a program and I'm starting to build an online course, an online training on self-confidence. It's pretty much everything I've learned from Tony in that, in that self-confidence realm, plus everything I've learned on top of that. So I'm pretty passionate about it. It's something that's been fun to design and create, and now I'm starting to spread it. So here we are. Good, good, good. Um, there's so many places to go with this, right? And some of it I put on my Instagram today and some of it. Um, I definitely want to go through on this and, and like I told you, I try and make this conversation a little more provocative. So, uh, hopefully it works for your purposes as well. But one of the big things to me is everyone thinks they have confidence until they're put into a situation where they have to figure it out. Right. So you're right. talking about with your, your, what, what are you calling it? A workshop or what is it? Yeah. Workshop on, on my website. It's called the workshop. Okay, so if you're talking about in your workshop, you're giving people the steps to to gain more confidence and be more confident. Yeah. Um, I guess quickly talk about some of the steps that you see help that, and then and then I really want to dive into the conversation around it. Sure. Yeah. Well, for me, um, I grew up as an athlete, so I always like to relate it to sports. It's just easy for me, and right. um, I always like to bring up Michael Jordan or Tiger Woods or the people that are. You, when they walk on the court and they're walking down the course, they're just, they are confidence. You know, you look at them and they are confidence. People lose to Tiger Woods, not because he's better at golf, you know, because he's Tiger Woods and he's just such an intimidating, confident guy. You know, whatever right. he's gone through in his past, whatever. I mean, we all have those stories. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, let's just take Michael Jordan, for example. His confidence is a 10, right? And for him, he wasn't always like that. You know, growing up um, – before he went to UNC, North Carolina, people called him Mikey, people called him Mike, but then there was a time where he turned into Michael, you know, yeah. like when he was, when he's like, I need to show up. And a lot of people kind of remember the, the old granule video of him hitting a jumper for UNC. Like right. that's when, that's when things changed for him. That's when he turned to Michael and, you know, there was some confidence in his life, you know, being cut from the varsity team, you know, he had to come back and be better and do better. 
But, you know, for a lot of people, they think, oh, Michael's Michael. He was like that, you know, coming out of the womb. But that's, you know, that's not the case. But, you know, what's different with Michael is he can train it. And for him, he knows when he walks on that court, it's Michael. Like, he's got to go. He's got to, whether he's got a flu or, you know, whatever the case may be, it's, you got to be able to turn yourself into that, that Michael or whatever it is for, for everybody else. You got to sure. be able to tap into that. And for most people, they talk themselves out of like, oh, no, I'm just going to go into my shell and hopefully nobody sees me. Whereas, you know, if you're able to train yourself to be confident, that's a game changer. That's, you know, that's when people get results is when they're able to call on that person. So that thought process lends to that you, there's times that you need to be more confident than others, right? Yeah. And in certain situations, you're going to turn that on. Um, one of the things we were discussing before this is, and anyone who listens to my podcast probably uh, thinks I'm a huge douche canoe because um, <laughs> I, I feel like I bring ultimate confidence to everything I do, to, to this, to my everyday life. And they, they can come off the wrong way sometimes, sure. Um, but I've, I've found that leaning more that way than the other way leads me to has led me to success more often than not it's led me to what i want more often than not and and because i feel like i have the right intentions in almost everything i do it's it's led me to help people more and to lead in a in a better position um so you know i i hope this is going to be a debate a discussion however you want to say but i would disagree with that i would say i love what you mean you got to turn it on because it's pressure time but i think people need to bring more confidence to everything they do because it, it's a lifestyle, right? It's a, yeah. it's a whole change on who you are. If you go from someone who's insecure um, and timid, it, I, and that's only because I can't think of a better word, but yeah. um, to someone who's, who's bringing the confidence you need to succeed. Yeah. I just, I think in different areas of your life, you need to call on different emotions. Like confidence isn't going to be the, the winning emotion in every area of your life. Like sometimes right. you need to call, call on love. Yeah. When you're sitting at home with your girl or your guy, like you need to call on love more than confidence. Right. Or, if, you know, if I'm sitting having coffee with my grandpa, like I'm not going to be this confident, you know, borderline cocky guy. I'm like, I'm going to sit and have a nice, cool, collected conversation with, with my grandpa. Sure. So there's confidence, you know, it's, it's like any emotion. There's a, there's a time and a place for it. Um, but I think, you know, people have the hardest time tapping into confidence over probably most other um, emotions or states. Like right. you can watch, you know, watch a movie and feel love. You can watch a movie and feel confident too. But I think it's the fear of what's going to happen. It's that quote that everybody's heard. It's our light and our dark darkness that most frightens us. Like people don't want to get confident because they're like, they're not so much scared of what can go wrong. It's like shit. Like, you know, what if this works, you know, and they're almost yeah. frightened from that. And I'm like, even building this program, I had like, I had to teach, teach myself and go through the steps of building this program. And I had to like, teach it to myself as I was going through, like going through those steps of, of confidence. And, but then there was times where, you know, I had to tap into my love because like, I really care for people and like, you know, I really want to see what this can do for different people. And that's my love coming through. So that like, my love is pulling me to build this program. But then at the same time, when I'm on this, like I need to be confident. Yeah. And then if I, you know, it's just different, different areas of your life. You can't just always be confident. I don't, I don't feel it. I mean, and that brings about a, a big point. Cause if we're going to have an hour long conversation around confidence, I think we should both probably define what confidence means to us. And that, mm-hmm. you know, that's coming from just pulling it 
out of yeah. nowhere because I don't even know what my definition is. But off the top of my head, I I feel like confidence is um, security, right? And I feel like my confidence comes from preparation. And as yeah. cliche as that is to say, I yeah. think I'm always I'm I'm always learning. I'm always observing. I'm always prepared i'm always doing the work you said being an athlete i was an athlete as well and i don't think i have a single teammate after probably seventh or eighth grade that said they practiced more than me anyone on one of my teams that that thought they were in the gym more than me whether that be the weight room or the gym or whatever um i prided myself on that so when when someone calls me cocky i'm i kind of brush that off because i'm like it's because i did it it's because I did the yeah. work and, and I, and I'm secure yeah. in where I'm at. And that goes, yeah. and when, so when you say in different parts of your life, I think I'm doing that in everything, right? When, when, you know, you brought up when we were having our initial conversations about going for a date, when I go talk to a girl, I know for one, I'm not a jerk. I'm not trying to be a jerk. <laughs> at least I'm probably, in yeah, yeah. um, yeah. I know I'm not a jerk. I know I have a good heart. I know I'm going to talk to her for the right intentions. I'm not, I'm not going to say something wrong. I'm not just trying to sleep with her. So yeah. I probably have a different confidence as I go up to her. I, I know I'm not a terrible looking guy either yeah. than what other people have told me. Um, and so mm-hmm. I feel a certain way going to do that. So I think confidence, I think security, I think uh, um, deserved security at that yeah so deserves good work. definition is yeah that's it's true and i think you know people think confidence looks a certain way i think you know com- like you said confidence to me might be different to you but i think in a lot of people's eyes confidence is more of like a look like oh an alpha male or like someone that can walk into a room and everybody has to look at them and they're the loudest in the room and they use their gestures you know yeah um, but then you go to a guy like i watch basketball i don't know if you do you look at a guy like Kawhi Leonard, um, plays for the Toronto Raptors. He is like the most, you know, mellow, doesn't smile, doesn't, you know, he's not the loudest guy in the room, but then he right. can go in and hit a game, one of the biggest shots in NBA history last night because he's confident. So I think people need to make a, a distinction between how confidence looks and what confidence is. Because for me, you know, I've seen people that are really soft-spoken, and but then when they talk, I listen. It's like, holy shit, this guy knows what he's talking about. But they might be For a sure. little like, you know, on the excitement standard or level, they might be like a two or a three, but like, oh, I want to listen to this guy. Like this guy's congruent. This guy, like, he's walking the walk, talking the talk, and doing the whole the whole dance. Um, so I think, you know, confidence to me, I I just said the word is congruent. It's you know, whether that's an exciting tone or a non-exciting tone and then like a mellow tone, it's just as long as you know you're congruent with how you feel. And what's going on inside and like that that's why confidence might be different for you than it is for me um because i you know in some cases i might come across as cocky i still play basketball once a week and i'm not the quiet one i'm the one that's heckling and trying to get in people's you know get in people's mind and like that's part of my confidence i guess um but i think that's the the bigger you know distinction people need to make like what is confidence for you Maybe it's not being outspoken, you know, everybody look at me and I walk in a room. Not that that's bad, but, you know, find right. out what it is for you. And so, and I play, go ahead. And Well, I played basketball as well. I played in nice. college and played some semi-pro and stuff like that. So, oh, wow. Sweet. Um, I think a lot of confidence for me comes from that, right? Because you, yeah. 
and uh, I, I say from that, but I think a lot of different activities can do it. But I think it's something where you put the work in, you got the result you wanted, you've had success, right? Mm -hmm. It can be in anything you do in yeah. whatever in your mind you feel like you maybe went through those steps on. Yeah. Um, and so when you go through a workshop of trying to give people confidence, the first, and I'm, like I said, I'm spitballing this whole thing, but that if I was trying to coach someone, that's the first thing I would think. I was like, give people experiences or activities to yeah. where they gain confidence, uh, you know, yeah. through action. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's huge. And you're right, because the first question, whether it's me or Tony, on, you know, changing your state so you become more confident, it's, you know, it's funny. The mind doesn't know the difference between something you're vividly imagining and something that actually happens, right? So you can imagine a time where, you know, imagine you're just like, this is me just kind of being corny for a second, like walking on stage and everybody's looking at you and they're applauding and like, you know, you're like, say you're a rock star and you're, you know, you're rocking the house. Like, how does that feel? Like, how are you breathing? You're like, well, I'm breathing more, you know, full. Like, cool. Like, what, like, what are your shoulders doing? Like, oh, they're more back. Like, are you standing up, up tall? Or are you, are you more slouched? Like, no, I'm more up tall. So it's like you can almost trick your mind into feeling confident just by really vividly walking through those those steps. And at Tony's, one of Tony's events, Unleash the Power Within, at the first first day of that event, he gets people so confident, so jacked up that they walk across fire. And, I mean, that's people that are, you know, my first event, I was 13, I walked across fire. Um, a couple of years later, my great-grandma, who was in her 80s, walked across fire. It was nuts. Right. It was nuts. It's crazy. People in, um, th there was a person, I wasn't there, uh, didn't have any feeling in her legs. So they held her legs or like her hips and she just like put her hands across the fire, like crazy shit. Um, but these are people like people that go to Tony's events. They're usually, you know, for lack of a better term, like not confident. They're looking for that. And the first day alone, he can make it so like, oh, you're not confident. All right. Tonight you're going to walk on fire. And for a lot of people, they don't have those experience to draw on. You know, a lot of them, this is like a last ditch effort of like turning their life around. You know, people have lost, you know, husbands, wives, lost their businesses. They have nothing. And then Tony's able to turn them around just by, you know, refocusing their mind, refocusing their energy, um, getting into that state of confidence as opposed to the, you know, unconfidence and, and um, you know, lazy, whatever the term you want to use. But, um, and, you know, back to my basketball days, one of my first coaches told me the, the most dangerous person on the court is the person with false confidence. It's a person that shouldn't be shooting threes. They shoot one three. Right. And then they, they just keep making them and you don't know how to guard the person. It's like, shit, like I'm not prepared for some guy that shouldn't be making threes. Right. They become the most dangerous person on the court. Right. And, that, and that's like in life too. Like if you're in sales and you go off and you make like a, a sales pitch and you don't know what you're doing, but you found something that works. It's like, well, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. And it's like, sometimes it just takes you getting on the court and, and, you know, throwing yourself into the fire to figure that out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like false confidence, you know, you can call it fake or real confidence, but you can trick yourself into being confident just by putting yourself in that confident state with your body, with your emotions, with your thoughts, your breathing, like your breathing is probably the number one way to change any, anything that's going on in your mind. You know, breathing's directly correlated with, you know, your nervous system, which controls your thoughts. So just like breathing deep, you'll, you'll feel more confident, you know? Um, yeah, you can trick yourself into, into Yeah, a couple things. Um, one, um, 
you said it can be congruent, right? So I think that's an interesting thing, right? Because I think immediately people associate that guy that's loud and boastful in in the front of the room. They immediately associate him as being insecure, right? I think people, some people are full fooled into just, you know, thinking that he's as confident as he looks, but a lot of people think, you know, that's a, a shield for being insecure and not being confident. And I'm like, what if that guy really is confident though? Yeah. Yeah. And and maybe he's the example of that guy that's out there shooting threes. That's not supposed to be. And he's just killing it. Right. And and then I also love your example of Kawhi Leonard because yeah, I mean a basketball player can tell that he's got ultimate confidence. Um, because of the way he plays right but if you're not if you're not a formal basketball player and you don't understand the rules of the game and and the things that he's doing and how great they are you might not even understand Mm -hmm. how confident he is because he's not boastful and you know lead the team vocally and doing all those things yeah um that's one thing second i want to make sure mini plug um because i think it does give you some credibility and is going to make people want to check out your program because of the experience you have with Tony. So yeah, I know you wanted to make sure you got a chance to, to plug that a little bit. So, so go there. And then my third thing, I'm going to say that before you go into your plug is anyone listening to this I, or watching this on IG, I, I uh, apologize because you can't see Jamie, but you know, go check out this video because um, you know, obviously you can get a, get a sense of how confident you are just, just watching your mannerisms. Yeah. So there's that. So anyways, now on to your plug. Got it. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I, I went to my first Tony event when I was 13 and you know, like what can a 13 year old really get from Tony? And it's, you know, for me, it wasn't like, I, Oh, I'm going to work for you one day, Tony. Like that wasn't my dream, but it was more of, you know, I got that, you know, confidence for lack of a better word of, you know, what I want to do, I can do. And I was a super, super lazy kid up until that point, like my favorite things to do were watch, you know, friends, watch Seinfeld, watch Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and not, you know, not get off my ass and just sit at home. And, you know, there, that's when like the kind of spark was ignited in me was going to Tony's event. And that's actually when I started playing basketball and things just started to roll from there. Right. Uh, But, you know, Tony has a phrase and you might've heard it. I don't know if it's his phrase uh, alone, but you burn your bridges you you burn the boats to take the island so if you're you know if you think of an army back in the day you're going to the island and there's a there's a tribe over on the island and you're trying to take the island well if you want to make sure you're not gonna you know fall back and, and talk yourself out of it burn the boats you just you just you know cruised up on right and i right. that's something that i've always kind of done in my life i remember my um um there was an event i think when i was like 18 years old i got home no i was older than that i had it been 19 or 20 um, but I was living with my grandparents cause I grew up in a kind of a crazy, crazy life. And I want to make sure you touch on that as well. Your, yeah. your upbringing when we were talking before this crafted a lot of, a lot of yeah. your thoughts and, and your intention yeah. for this, but anyways, go ahead. Yeah. So that all led to me living with my grandparents and I got back from an event and my grandparents had always been really well off. And when I lived with my grandparents, there was a, there was, I don't know, I don't like to call them a maid, but there was somebody living in the house that took care of stuff. Um, so not the ideal uh, living situation for me to like become my best self, right? Like I didn't have to make my bed, didn't have to make my dish or make my, um, make my meals. I didn't have to do anything really. I had my grandma 
who I'm a freaking grandma's boy till the day I die and I've made like taking care of me, right? So pretty crazy. Uh, it's not going to get me out of my comfort zone, but I got back from an event and I'm like, you know what? I need to do something. I need to burn my boat. So I was like, I was making $12 an hour at the time. I'm like, grandma, I need to move out. Like, I'm not going to be, you know, be the guy I'm going to be eventually or who I want to be if I'm living in my grandparents, you know, 10,000 square foot house with a maid. Like, that's not going to get me to where I need to go. Right. So she was like, and my grandpa and her were all, all for it. They, they set me up. They got me my first pad. Um, they didn't pay the rent, but they got me like everything I needed. My first couch, my first bed. Right. They, they, kept, they set me up because they knew. They knew that, you know, you living here in our basement isn't going to do you anything. So I moved out. I was making 12 bucks an hour. And at the end of every month, I was losing money. So my rent, my car payment, my insurance, I wasn't making money. I was going backwards. And I was like, shit. At what age again? Uh, I want to say this is 20. I was, okay, 20. I know I, know I was 19 because at 19, you can go out and go to the bars. And I know I was doing that at that age. So Yeah, so no college, though. No college, no. Didn't okay. College. Uh, so yeah, about 20. 12 bucks an hour working at a trucking company. I was like, I need to make more money. Like, that's, I don't have an option. I'm losing money. Um, so I went from, it was... Within six months, making $12 an hour, um, I doubled my income. So I was making 24 bucks an hour. I was working at a trucking company, just like some kid in the yard picking up trash to in the office and um, working dispatch, which is why I got that decent raise. Um, but it all started for me burning my boats, like having the confidence to say, like, I need to, I need to make a decision. I need to move out and I need to put some pressure on myself and see whether I sink or swim. But that all came from, you know, going to a Tony event when I was 13 years old, looking at 10 feet of 2000 degree coals and being like, I'm going to walk. Cause once you take the first step in anything, you'll realize the second and third and fourth step, like the confidence comes with that. You're not going to take one step on burning hot coals and just stand there and be like, yeah, this is hurting. You know, you're going to want to get to the other side of the coals and then keep moving and keep moving forward. And that's, that's the same thing with life. And we talk ourselves out of making that first step, but you know, like with my program, it's all about getting to that point of having to make the decision because the decision is just one aspect, but you have to like start here and mentally prepare yourself. And, and cause your mind's going to play tricks on you and tell you a million reasons why, why you can't, or people are going to look at you funny, do all this shit. But like, you know, the decision's here, but you've got to start here and, and build momentum and move forward. And that's, that's what I found with Tony helping me personally. And so far it's worked, you know, I mean, I've made some stupid decisions. It hasn't always been great, but for the most part, I'm pretty, pretty happy. So I, this is on IG Live, like I said, and, and some people have joined since, since we started. So I've got Jamie Jarvis on here. He's running a workshop for confidence, um, and he works with Tony Robbins now. So obviously, you know, sees motivation, you know, firsthand. But someone just asked a question on the IG Live. It's like, what if you step backwards, though? Because you're talking about you start, you keep stepping forward, but they're asking, and I guess that's a good point. What if you start to step forward and then, you know, take that backward step I, to the point of confidence? I can see that break in all the confidence and all the momentum that you have, right? Mm -hmm. Well, like, for me, it's being aware that that's going to happen is, is so powerful. Going back to that job where I was a dispatcher um, working for a trucking company, shit was always going wrong. Like, late yeah. shipments. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. So um, being a dispatcher, you're always dealing with late shipments. You're always dealing with, um, you know, some sort of problem. And for me, I was always in my head so much about it. And when something would come up, I'd get so worried and I get so stressed out. 
But then there was a time, you know, where I would, I'd just be like, man, there's going to be late shipments, you know, there's going to be shit that goes, goes wrong. And when you can kind of distance yourself from what's happening to your emotion, that's when things change. So, you know, if a shipment was late, I would, I would trick myself and be like, you know what, you know, it's going to be late. You know, a shipment, you may not know which one's going to be late, but you know, it's going to come. So when that late shipment would come and I you know, usually get really worked up and stressed, I'd be like, you know, this is it. Like, this is the late shipment that I knew was coming. And like, same with confidence, you know, you might be good with girls or, you know, be able to pick up girls, whatever. I'm married, so I don't pick up girls. Um, but, you know, you might get to the point where you have to, you know, ask a girl for a number or ask for a raise, but you know, you, you're not going to bat a hundred percent. Right. There's going to be, there's going to be times where people are going to shoot you down. You're not going to get the raise and just going into that situation, just kind of not expecting it, but being ready for it. It's like, you know, if you're watching a movie and there's a guy and a girl, a rom-com rom-coms for some reason are so predictable. There's a guy and a girl, they can go through their gong show, you know, oh, another guy comes up, another girl comes up, whatever. But at the end of the rom-com, you know, you know they're getting back together and it kind of takes away the excitement from the movie, right? It's because you kind of know what's already going to happen. So if you already can sort of anticipate what's coming, you know, whether it's you're asking for a sale and, you know, you're, you get rejected, like just knowing that those are going to come up, it takes away the mental, you know, the, the weight to it, the, you know, everything that you don't want. It kind of mitigates that today i made probably 50 calls for tony i had i had one lady say to me vividly it's funny that it was today she's like oh i was hoping no one would fucking call me but i don't know if you can swear on here yeah no cuss as much as you want okay she's like i was hoping no one would fucking call me i'm like oh well i'm sorry i'll send you an email i hung up and i started dialing again because i know those people are going to come up that are just you know in there like she probably really needed to go see tony robbins if that's how she's going to answer the phone right right Right. But just knowing I'm going to get another one of those maybe tomorrow. And it's just knowing that that's going to come up. It's like, it takes the stress away and with less stress comes more confidence. And so to, to the person's question, it's like when you take that step back, just be ready. You're going to make a lot of steps back. Like they're coming. You might not see it, but I'll promise you, you're going to take another step back and just be more aware of it and not treat it as like the opposition. Like, Oh, I can't fail. It's like, no, you're going to fail and you probably should and just be ready for it. Well, and so he said, you know, he keeps bringing up, but what, but what do you do about it? And so I, I don't know that you necessarily are going to have an answer because you don't know what that step back is going to be. But I do like what you said about, because I really do plan for failure, right? And yeah, I, I think it's weird to say that because I'm planning to succeed at the same time and maybe yeah. prepared for failure. Maybe that's a better way to put it. Because yeah. I think if you don't, if you think everything is going to go great, um, then you're fooling yourself, right? Yeah. But I yeah. think that also goes into the preparation I was talking about that gives me the confidence in the first place. And I mean yeah. by that, I feel like I've prepared, right? And yeah. so if something's going to go wrong, it's not going to be because it's not going to be because lack of preparation. It's going to yeah. be some other factor that I'm going to have to deal with. But I know my preparation is giving me the best chance to succeed. Yeah. And then, you know, you're going through different scenarios in your house, in your mind, no matter what you're doing. And yeah. I think that's part of preparing as well is, yeah. is knowing, okay, this could go wrong. Like, like if you're talking about basketball, cause we keep going back to that, yeah. you yeah. know, that you could come out and shoot bad. What, yeah. what are you going to do when that happens? You know, you could come out 
and the other team could be on fire. Uh, someone could get hurt. And that's yeah. why, you know, you prepare for every situation. So I don't think it's necessarily deciding right in that second. And there's going to be, ha- there's going to have to be some improvising. So yeah. I don't think it's, it's what you always come up with right in that second. It's what was your mm-hmm. contingency plan? And, you know, how do you adapt to that? And that's where confidence comes in again. It's a big yeah. cycle, I guess, when you say it, it that way. Yeah, you're right. It's a cycle. It's a cycle. It's getting knocked back to your knees and, and finding a way to get back up. Yeah, and, and then someone said right here, I haven't read through it, so if it says, in my mind, progress progress has no direction. Sometimes you need to slow down and take a step back. The more you fail, the quicker you succeed, which is a, a good way to look at it as well. Yeah. Um, I, I had something that I wrote in my Instagram post today and I think you liked it. So you saw it, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm yeah. saying the first line I put on there is, um, are you confident and what does it feel like when you say that? And, yeah. um, first off, I'm going to give myself a lot of credit cause I feel like that's really insightful, but yeah. <laughs> second, but second, right. I kind of did that on my own because I was trying to think of like, you know, how do you incite some thought to, to this confidence discussion and like seriously if you say it say it out loud i mean if you think you're confident say it out loud right now yeah i'm confident and so how did you feel when you said it confident yeah yeah it just re- reinforces what's the truth for me and i thought it was a good exercise because Absolutely. if you really think about how you feel when you say it when i I say it with no hesitation at all. I'm confident. I'm super confident, overconfident. And so I know some people who wouldn't say it like how I say it. Right. And so Mm -hmm. in, you know, what do you do then? You know, what, what are the, what's the first step you can see somebody taking that says it and they're like, "Eh, that didn't feel great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I see that. And, but our, the way that our body or our mind and our, our physiology, our nervous system takes in information, there's a triggers to it. So, um, you know, like Tony Robbins, if you know his story at all, he was overweight, fat, didn't, what didn't start off confident, didn't start off with money, but he's like, if you watch his documentary, which everybody, you know, unsolicited, you know, go watch, I am not your guru on Netflix. It's an unbelievable documentary on, on how Tony started, what his, what his events are like. Unbelievable. Um, but he's like, one of the first lines of the movie is like, I trained this motherfucker. Like I trained this guy to be Tony Robbins. I wasn't always Tony Robbins. I fucking trained this guy to show up. And you know, part of the, the way that he did that was growing up when he was however many pounds overweight, 30 pounds overweight, he'd be, um, going on runs on the beach and he would just re encamp to himself. I'm fucking unstoppable. I'm fucking unstoppable until his body was like, I'm fucking unstoppable. You know, this, this is me now. Um, and it's like using the, the term drink your Kool-Aid, like you're, you're kind of drinking your own Kool-Aid in, in the sense that like you're convincing yourself because people do the opposite. They're like, I'm a fucking failure. I'm a yeah. fucking failure. I'm a fucking yeah, you, failure. I feel like people do that way more than they tell themselves their, their success. hundred percent. And you're, you start to believe it, whether you want to or not, you start to believe it. You know, I'm fat. Yeah, you're, you are. Or why am I fat? Cause the more questions you ask yourself, you're, you're going to come up with an answer. Like, why am I fat? Well, you eat like a pig or, you know, how can I lose weight? Your, your body's in your mind. You're going to start coming up with ways like, okay, well, how can I lose weight? You know, instead of like, oh, why am I fat? That's a shitty question. You know, yeah. how can I ask yourself, how can you be confident? Or the, the question I think you already asked is like, how do you know you're confident? 
what do you need to be doing to in, ensure you're confident? Because everybody has moments where they, where they feel confident, whether it's playing a video game, right? It's, you know, you can feel confident playing a video game. It's just, you know, finding that and, and being able to like identify like, okay, that's me. That's me when I'm confident, you know, and take what you can from those moments. But for me, you know, it's, it's programming yourself, coming up with a mission statement, an incantation to like override what the hell's going on in your head. Like Tony, I'm fucking unstoppable. You look at him now; he's fucking unstoppable. He's a yeah. freak. If you go to one of his events, it's, he's a freak. He's a freak. I'll just say that. So the next question, that same guy, his name is Marcus. He's actually one of my good friends. Nice, um, nice to meet you. Yeah. So he uh, he said, if you're confident, what do you question from there on? And one one thing I would say is like I said, I'm confident. And sometimes I even test it. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's one of the things I would, it's funny. He asked that question right there, but, I, but I feel like I'm always testing it. Yeah. So for instance, you know, when, when I'm single and I'm talking to girls, you know, the best place probably to meet people is probably in a bar or out or whatever yeah. and, or where yeah. sometimes I'd test it. Just say in a place that you wouldn't normally approach a girl. I would go nice. just try and talk to her and, you know, not have any preconceived thought of, Hey, this is going to work or whatever, but it's just putting myself in an uncomfortable conversation or not conversation, but uncomfortable situation. situation. Yeah. And that, this is just one example of doing that. Right. Because, um, in almost everything you do or whatever you're trying to do, you can test it and, yeah. and kind of check and put yourself out there because, I guess going back to failure, if I go and talk to a girl and I say, hey, you know, no offense. I don't know if you have a boyfriend. I don't know what your situation is, but I think yeah. you look great today. And and I just wanted to give you that compliment. And, the, you know, whatever yeah. response comes back, she may grab her purse and walk the other way or she may say thank you and yeah. start a conversation. Who knows? But yeah. at the end of it, you know, I put myself out there and I, I – I think even in those failures, I gain confidence from it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't know the best way to explain how that is, but it's, but it's maybe just because I, maybe it's just that I put myself, maybe it's a win. Just maybe that's the win is that I, I put, I wanted to put myself out there. I did. Yeah. And I'm not dead. I don't the know. Result, yeah. I'm not just dying. Yeah. Yeah. My family's good. Yeah. I'm going to eat yeah. tonight. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, when you talk about false confidence, I think it almost plays in there. I think when you talk about, you know, taking a step back, it can almost play to that a little bit. Um, but I think yeah. that's some of what you're talking about with Tony, because to me, that's me saying, um, okay, I don't know if this is going to work, but let's go do it. I'm yeah. confident enough to, to try at least. Yeah. Yeah. Cause confidence, it does come from results. Cause if you fail, you know, failure doesn't feel good. I don't care who you are. Failure doesn't feel good. You can take the good from it, but you're, you know, it doesn't feel good. You know, it's, it's not a fun um, exercise to fail over and over again, but you right. don't know until you put yourself out there, like you said, but you know, Tony says he wasn't always confident. You know, he had to put himself out there just like you said. And, and his first seminar now, like it's pretty crazy. People spend, 500 bucks, a thousand bucks, $10,000. And he fills up stadiums to come watch him talk. His first seminar, he spent $500 to rent a room down right by um, in downtown LA. He only could fill up seven seats. Right. Right. And 
if I did that, if I had a seminar and I go there and I, I fill up seven seats, I'm probably never having a seminar again. I'm probably like, all right, this isn't for me. Maybe not me. I'm probably being a little silly with there, but um, you know, for a lot of people, it's like, no, I'm not doing that. Now he's 58 years old. Our Dallas event is going to have 7,000 people in it. Miami in November is going to have 13,000 people in it. And that all started from a failure, a seven person seminar. But he said, he, you know, he showed up, he did everything he could do to change those seven lives. And now that's 40 years later and he's doing it for 14,000 people at a time. Um, so like you say, it's, it's putting yourself out there and there's a cool feeling and I don't know what to call it. It's just, you know, whether you fail, like it's never as bad as you think, but like there's some sort of pride that says like, you know, I put myself out there. I'm more like, that's what gets me excited when I make a sales call or I'm doing whatever I'm doing. It's just, just knowing that like, that's the 1%, the 1% of people don't, or 99% of people don't put themselves out there. I mean, right. knowing that I'm that kind of person, like that feels pretty good, you know? And for, for me in a lot of different areas of life, that's almost enough, you know, that I can look at myself, look in the mirror and be like, I'm, you know, I'm proud of this person. Like you put yourself out there. That's fucking awesome. That's better than 99% of the planet. Yeah. Um, and it's not about money and status and shit like that. It's being able to look in the mirror and be like, you know what? You fucking went out there and did it. Good job. Move on. Yeah. And so, uh, well, first off, congratulations. I've, you've, created conversation here i've never had this much engagement on my ig nice. live i've had other people log in but but not this many people actually asking questions so or this many questions so one of them was why do you believe so hard wholeheartedly in tony robbins and so marcus i don't know if you if you heard from the start he he works on tony robbins's team but obviously you know went to an event when he was younger but but what what is it about tony that that keeps you there, I guess, is a good question. Yeah. Um, so additional backstory, I don't like to tell too many people, but um, like I grew up with my grandparents, my mom um, from five years old, she was a, a drug addict. So going through her house, uh, it was me and my older brother and her living in a, you know, a tiny little condo. Um, I would, you know, I'd be going through the kitchen and looking in cupboards and there's there's like heroin needle, needles and shit. And I get like emotional just thinking about it because it was a crazy time in my life. But, uh, but yeah, like my mom was a drug addict for, um, I'm 28 now for 25 years that I've been alive. Yeah. Um, but, but what's, what was crazy from that point is I moved in with my grandparents and, um, my grandparents raised me for the majority of my life. But like I said, then my dad came back in the picture cause he worked out of town and then my mom would get her shit together and we go live with her for a couple months. And it was just a cycle over and over and over again. But what was crazy is, um, how old would I have been? Probably around seven or eight. My aunt, um, she, met, she met Tony Robbins. She met him when she was 25. Yeah. And, uh, and um, fast forward 18 years later, they've been married ever since. So indirectly, Tony's my uncle. So wow. that's, why I, that's why I keep going back to him. And I don't like to, I didn't want to mention that before. I don't want that to be the reason why I get in this conversation, but that's the truth. So for me, when I was, you know, six, seven years old, some big guy coming into our house, um, I didn't know who he was at all. But then, you know, when I was a little bit older, they sent me to an event and it was just kind of like, I, I say drink the Kool-Aid because that's exactly what I did. I went and I, you know, I kind of got brainwashed and I'm fucking, yeah. I'm fine with that because people get brainwashed to feel like failure. I'm brainwashed to feel like I can do whatever the fuck I want. And I'm totally cool with that. Yeah, no, it's a good, I, I feel like I've done that to myself. Yeah. Um, so that yeah, that's how it started with Tony. I mean, there's there's a lot of other 
awesome human beings on the planet that want to help. But for me, it was just like, that's what was there. So, so yeah, here, I don't mean to cut you off, but he he said something else that I wanted to comment on. Um, But first someone else, let me, she said, I think that failure is not, I think that failure, not feeling good is trained though. From a young age, it's penalized. And I, I disagree a little bit with, well, do I disagree? Let me see. I, I feel like there's a big problem with congratulating everything. So those, those participation awards Especially now. And yeah. sports and all that, I think that actually hurts confidence because there's no trials and tribulations. Like we said, you haven't overcome anything. You're, you're congratulated yeah. no matter what you do. So yeah. that, that's one thing I would say. So I don't think, I think maybe before uh, it was penalized more than it is now. And I think there's something good about it being penalized. Like, you know, I have kids. I don't want them thinking that my effort is good enough. Effort's yeah. not good enough to me. I, yeah. if, I, yeah. if I live my life, you know, glad I tried, what's, what's yeah. the point, right? Yeah. Um, I, I want better for myself. I want better for them. And I want them to want better for them, right? Mm-hmm. But that's like, yeah, that's that's what my version of the 1% is, is it's the people that are willing to, you know, ask more from themselves. What to me, 1% means nothing about money. It means, you know, you're, you're not, you don't want to sell. You want to get out of your comfort zone because like I said, money is kind of, a, you know, a factor. It doesn't matter, but you know, the 1% are the people that are willing to put themselves on the line, which is awesome, which is what I love, which is what you're training your kids to do. So to me, like, that's what needs to be, like you said, more recognized and, because effort is pretty easy to see when someone's effing the dog for lack of a better term and someone's out there giving it. Yeah. Um, But yeah. And so, yeah, it's interesting. Go ahead. I didn't mean it's just interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, I have a different upbringing. You had a little bit of a mix of both between your, your mom and then your grandparents, your grandparents were, were better off or whatever. Um, and I know Marcus is the same way. His, his parents are really successful and, and well off as, as far as wealth goes. My parents were as well, but, but they've always made me like, I didn't get an allowance. They never gave me money for gas. I, to be honest, looking back, I can look back and I'm like, dang, we had a lot of money. But yeah. during it, I was like, can Where I, is it? $5? <laughs> um, yeah. so there's yeah. that. And I think, so your example came that you said, Hey, I was with my grandparents. They were doing well. I need, I felt like I needed to cut off that support system, mm-hmm. do it on my own. Mm-hmm. My, the op, he's Marcus said he's got $5 for me now. I don't need it now. There we go. Bam. <laughs> but I think, uh, mine was the opposite, right? Yeah. So I saw my parents doing well. My, both my parents really educated. I saw both my parents leading by example, right? Um, yeah. You know, my dad came from Jamaica. My mom moved here from England. So, you know, they were cultured. They were experienced. I traveled a lot when I was young. So I saw a lot of things. Um, and then on top of that, my, my dad is big on having nice cars. Um, my parents always went on extrav- extravagant vacations. Our house was really nice. All those things. So to me, the example came as I need to go out and do well to maintain the lifestyle I have. So that's my drive right there is I want to make sure that 
I live the same lifestyle I've always lived. And I know that can go the other way, right? And yeah, absolutely. It can get yeah. spoiled and I was gonna say that. lose their drive because they think I've got it now. I'm always going to have it. Um, you know, I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Obviously, just a contrast in thought. Yeah. And oh. it's funny. It's, it's all how you're looking at your experience because there's people that would grow up like you that turn into hippies and be like, I don't want to be like my parents and have nice things. Like I'm cool with being poor. I'm cool with being broke. I'm cool with, you know, living in the back of my Volkswagen, you know, van. And it's, you know, it's, it's the meaning that you want to take from it and how, you know, how you want to use that. And that's, you know, that's what's different with human beings. And that's what makes us so fun to watch and, and see how we react. It's because, you know, it's, it's an ego thing. You know, we all have our ego and for a lot of people, myself included, that's what makes a lot of my decisions, you know, why I take care of myself and, you know, you know, do my hair a certain way. It's because my ego wants me to look good. Right. But then your ego can come in and sabotage and be like, well, fuck it. Like, no, my parents are rich. I'm going to be poor. Like, as crazy as that sounds, it's the truth. Like, people won't, will do the complete opposite. Yeah. You know, and it's, you know, recognizing that for, for me, it's really funny. Um, you know, I like like I said, crazy upbringing. Um, but I, like, I think like you, I, I felt like I didn't have a choice of, you know, being successful or not successful or whatever you want to call it because of the contrast negatively. And you feel like you've never had a choice because of the contrast positively. hundred percent. Yeah. But it's, and again, I go back to like, that's the 1% because there's, there's nine of the 10 people that may have been put in my shoes that, you know, who fucking knows? And nine out of 10 people were put in your shoes. Who knows where they would have been, you know? For and sure. that's what I think the 1% is. And even the, just the people listening to this, like, you know, that's the 1%. Who, the, who wants to listen to some Canadian talk about confidence? Like, you know, it's who gives a share? Like, who am I? But it's the 1% that are willing to be like, okay, let's see what I can get from this. And, you know, there might be people heckling or, or trolling, like, whatever. But, um, but like, that's the 1%. It's, it's knowing and... And whether it's true for you right now, just having that vision and that trust in the process, like for me, that's what the 1% is. And you can get that from negative reinforcement or positive reinforcement. It's just tapping into and, and recognizing that I find. Yeah. And so I'm mad at Marcus now because I, as I read his comments, cause he's got such good challenges to a lot of things you're saying. Um, and Marcus is one of the smartest people I know just naturally um, yeah. so it's, it's great to have this and, and add it yeah. to the conversation. He's, he's having an argument with the girl that's been adding input and it's interesting. Nice. <laughs> this is good. So she said, I'll, she's a teacher and she said, I'll elaborate with, with, I think that failing makes kids want to quit pushing. I mean, that's what I see every day. It kills curiosity and yeah. drive. And so that brings up another thing is, is your role models and the people you're around. I think. Yeah teach you you know what you're supposed to do when you have failure right i think one thing my parents showed me all the time is okay this went wrong right and i've had some pretty bad things i you know i was divorced and you know whatever else people deal with in life right and i credit yeah. my parents in that anything that's happened they've always said okay what's next that it's never been, I can't believe you messed this up like that, or, or I can't, you know, what are you going to do now? It's always been, all right, what's next? That's when when awesome. good things happen and when bad things happen. And to your point, not everyone's going to respond to that the same way. So um, I think there is something that goes into the type, you know, the type of person you are, one, yeah. 
to the type of people you have around you. And that's why it's so important, I think, to surround yourself with with positive influences. Hence, like you said, with Tony and, yeah. um, you know, your friends and yeah, you're not around enablers or whatever. But yeah. um, I know I'm going on a rant. But one thing that Marcus <laughs> did put in here is, you know, his parents do really well. Um, he said he works hard, but he's become complacent, basically. Um, and I'm pissed at him because I've been trying to get him on a mental health podcast forever. And now he's getting yeah. everything. But anyways, talk about that complacency, right? Because I don't ever associate that with confidence, right? I think those are two different things. But I can see how complacency could affect confidence for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and that's something that I've dealt with for you know for a long time i i've never had a job that was over two and a half years like for me i i'll work and you know two years in two three years in it's funny how it's it's always been around that two and a half year mark where i'm like okay i need to shake things up like i need to do something different and then i'll do that i'll shake things up and like i'll get a little freaked out um but again it's like it feels good because i need to shake things up i need to do that and then you get to the other side of the gong show that you've shaken up in your life and um and then it's like all right we're smooth sailing for a bit and then like because i forget who said this it was really might have been dean graziosi like there's no i forget who it was he's like joe rogan it was joe rogan he's like um there's gonna be sh for lack of a better term shit storms in your life he's like and how you come out of those is how you're gonna get on and and, and succeed he's like and joe rogan's like i i instigate my own shit storms like i do it I want to be in control of the shit storm. So he's like, that's why I, he works out probably one of the hardest exercising human beings on the planet. He's like, I do that to myself to like get myself prepared for the real life shit storm. Um, so for complacency, it's, it's funny. I, cause I think a lot of us get really ex not excited, but we do like when things are, you know, when more than one thing's going on at a time and it brings out some excitement. Um, but it, you don't need to start with like, okay, screw it. I'm quitting my job. You know, I'm screw it. I'm, I'm moving. Um, right. It, you know, you can start small and just, you know, do something different. Like, Oh, today I'm just going to drive to work a different way. Or, um, I exercise this way. Well, I'm going to start exercising this way, you know, a different way. It's just changing it up. You know, it's just having a different, you know, spice or whatever you want to call it to, to what you're doing. And, but start small. You don't need to, you know, you know, do a crazy leap right off, right off the get go, like do something small and just get the momentum going and move from there. And you said exactly what I was going to say. It's about momentum. I think if, if, if you're not in the place you want to be with your confidence or, and, and once again, this is my opinion that I'm giving and, and obviously Jamie's giving his opinion. So I don't want to sit here and think that for our people to think that we, at least for me, that I, I have all the answers, right? Yeah. But, I know I have ultimate confidence and I know how I get that. Right. So yeah. in that same instance, I would say, and I feel like this is what you're saying is give yourself small wins, right? Work Absolutely. up to, yeah. to getting where you want to be. Give yourself a goal that you know you can attain and start yeah. building the habit of, yeah. of building confidence as, as crazy as that says. Absolutely. It's people overcomplicate shit. You know, Tony says the, um, complexity is the enemy of execution because we feel like you need to be doing a million things right to get one result you know for people that want to lose weight they feel like oh I need to get a trainer I need to do this to my diet I need to wake up this time I need to you know 
I need to do this. Like, no, you need to stop eating like shit and you need to start moving. Like, don't overcomplicate it, right? And that's right. the same thing with success. Like, don't overcomplicate it. Do, do it one, one or two things consistently over and over and over again. And then, you know, slowly bring in other pieces to the pie and make it, you know, more of a vast change. But yeah, just start with one or two things and move on. Yeah. I find for sure. For sure. Yeah. So tell me, because we're actually probably going to, we're getting coming up on an hour, I imagine, but um, yeah. so we'll lose the IG live. Tell me what the goal is of your confidence, your confidence workshop, right? So if yeah. at the end of it, this happens, how will you feel like you succeeded? For me, I want to build like a, a system, steps that you can do that aren't, that are clear that you can do, you know, the seven things that I put through this program. Like if you do these things, they're going to be work. It's not like it's going to be, you're going to listen to my program one time and then you're done, you're confident, move on. It's, right. you know, it's like, it's like an exercise. Like there's the steps you're going to have to do over and over and over again until you brainwash your brain and, you know, drink your own Kool-Aid until the fact that that's who you are, you know, you're confident. And that's how it works. People think that's wishy-washy, you know, brain games, but that's the truth. It starts with, doing the same steps over and over and over again to build that, you know, congruency and in, in your nervous system. So you can do that. Um, so for me, it, like I said, when I was building this program, I would have to teach myself the content just to keep going. Right. Like I would have to put myself in the state. I'd have to um, think about the worst case options, what could happen. Like even for this podcast, there was moments where I'm like, Oh, what if I come on and like, Oh, it's his Monday. He likes to talk about crazy shit. Like what if like goes way off topic and I, you know, I take a step back, but then like just going through those steps, it's like, you know, think about what's worse. Um, you know, I use music as a trigger, which I feel everybody should and just going through the steps and it's like, here we are, you know, you know, took the first step and it's just, it, it was nowhere near as bad as I thought it was going to be. Cause that's what most people do. They, they, they don't take the action because they're thinking about the result, right? They're like, Oh, but this can happen. This can happen. This can happen. You have no idea what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. don't think about the result it's you need to take those steps coming up and then from there like i said before it's like watching the movie and already knowing what's going to happen just having that understanding like yeah i could fall flat on my face is it really that bad probably not and 99 out of 100 times it's not going to be that fall flat on your face experience it's going to be you know maybe you don't get the number maybe you don't get the raise but you're going to learn something and you're going to regroup and you know go through it all again so what you will get is is the steps that you can train yourself to be confident and not just be like, uh, yeah, I want to do this, but no. It's like, yeah, once you get to that point where you feel like, uh, you know, the, the make or break, you're on that line, what's going to push you over that edge? And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's brain training. It's brain tricks, whatever you want to call it, but it works. And, you know, you don't have to believe me. If you go through the program, it's only $5. I'm doing it for my first one just for $5 to get some traction, to get people going, to sure. get people interested. Um, but once I build this to where I hope it'll go, and even now it's a money back guarantee. You can go through the whole program, take what you want from it. If you don't like it, take your money back. I don't want your money back. No, I don't want your money unless you feel like you got value. Mm -hmm. And it's just, again, it's simple stuff. It's, you know, it's not overcomplicated. That's, that's the main goal of the whole, the whole program is to make it as simple as possible. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so, do you feel like this is just the start of gaining confidence or do you feel like as you go through those seven steps, you can, you can be on, you know, farther on your way because I know, and I agree with what you said that, you know, 
taking the first step is hard and once you have the momentum it it can go so is this program geared around just taking that first step towards confidence or it's about it's about putting yourself out there like and getting the feedback and putting yourself in a feedback loop and realizing what's working and, and what's not working and realizing that when you make a decision it's not always it's not as bad as you think it's going to be so this is you know the whole goal is to put yourself into those situations as many, and you said this as well, as many times as possible to realize that it's not so bad and to do it again because, conf- you know, the, the results come on the other end of making a difficult decision and you need confidence to make difficult decisions, right? right. So this is, this is, you know, taking away the mental weight and the mental stress and the anxiety and the fear of those decisions because once you take all that away, the decision looks a lot different, you know, without all the labels of, bullshit life on the decision once you strip all that and look at it through you know a clear set of eyes it doesn't look as intense as it was before so that's and then you know like we said start small maybe that's you just um for some people going to the gym is a really you know and i could see why like just getting to the gym it's it can be intimidating Mm -hmm. and for some people you know i there was some personal trainer that said well if you're if you don't want to walk in the gym for the next three days Get in your car, drive to the gym, sit in the parking lot for a bit, drive home. Just get that little bit, you know, take that step of, you know, getting in the gym and working out, right? And then for the next, you know, next week, drive to the gym, walk inside, walk on the treadmill for five minutes, walk out, go home, and then just build it up, build it up, build it up, and then, you know, get a trainer and, and, and do that. But this, the steps that I want to teach people is like, is, is what is going to take you to get in the car and drive to the gym? What is going to take you to you know, maybe you're not going to make the decision right away or make that action right away, but just putting yourself in the situation to where it's like fight or flight, you know, are you going to fight or are you going to fight? Yeah. It's kind of reprogramming that. That's awesome, man. So we're, like I said, we're getting here right up on the hour. So probably going to cut it off here soon, but one of the things I want to do, um, I may, may take your course, even though, yeah <laughs> i feel like i'm pretty good on it who knows i may i may actually be yeah, really awesome, good. Man. Yeah. um but uh, i want to have a follow-up conversation after you get this thing rolling uh, yeah. because obviously undoubtedly most likely it's not going to go exactly how you plan it and you oh, yeah. the feedback you want so i i'd love to hear what type of things you're getting back in addition to if i've taken it um having that knowledge under my belt as well for another conversation sure yeah absolutely come aboard it'll be fun and i i know it's not gonna go you know it might be the tony robbins seminar where his first one had seven people that might be me i might be me and you just in the course together and i'm totally okay with that right for sure yeah absolutely man that'd be awesome for sure well go ahead and shout out your instagram handle again um and wrap it up yeah so it's jamie j-a-i-m-e L Jarvis, and then in my bio under the website is where you can check out the um, the, uh, the registration for the online course. And if not, I mean, I'm always putting up content on my social media to try and inspire and motivate the best I can. So yeah, go take a look. I love it. Well, thanks for hopping on. Um, yeah, man. Like I said, to be continued, and and we'll talk here soon. Sounds good, man. Anytime. Let me know. You got it. Bye.